0: to an idiot. Anybody ever been there? I thought it was a great analogy of just uh, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about words today. You know, here she starts off calling her husband a genius, and then through the throes of life and all that's happening in their world, he goes from being a genius to an idiot. So I have some uh, papers to pass here, so Ben and, I forget who my other, was it Kyler? Yeah. They're going to pass them out, so it's for it's part of today's teaching, so yes, there's homework. You're back in school. Hope that's okay. Hopefully I have enough. I think I do. Looks like a small class today. All right. We're going to pray, we're going to popcorn a little bit, trust the Holy Spirit, and then we'll get into it. Does that sound good? So, Papa, first and foremost, thank you for you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the rock. Lord, I just thank you for the word that you have for today, uh, that it derives around your word and our words. And Lord, I just, uh, I speak that our minds, that our souls can receive what you have to share today, Lord, and just... Uh, uh, let the Holy Spirit reveal uh, maybe we're missing in our lives where we need to uh, just refocus or whatever that looks like, Papa. We trust you, we thank you, and give you all the praise in Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> yeah, it's so funny, I was sitting home watching it the other night, and I pretty much thought think I think I thought I had my, what I was supposed to share wrapped up, and I was like, oh, that's a perfect opener for Sunday morning. I've been the idiot before. Jody, you don't have to answer that. She wouldn't even listen. That's good. What'd you say? This is where my hair looks nice. All right. We're going to cover a lot of scripture. And as you read through these, I want you to let them settle in your soul. Let them drop in. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what he's trying to show you. And then we'll just see what, what falls out the rest of the day. Does that sound good? And then it's going to be a lot of review. I'm going, to, I'm going to lie to you. But reviewing is good because what is review? It's renewing your mind. And what does Paul tell us about renewing our mind? Continually, all the time. All right? So we're going to start off in John 1. You got it, Olivia? There it is. All right. In the beginning was the what? What? And the was with God and the was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. What's the key word there? Word. Proverbs 4 twenty through twenty three. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Proverbs thirteen two through three. Wise words will win you a good meal, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Have you ever opened your mouth and went, oops, I'm the idiot? I have. <laughs> Victor, we're rowing together. Matthew 12... 34 through 37. Jesus is talking about how words reveal our character. You brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of what, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you, That every careless word that people speak, they shall give give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. A little deep there. Matthew 15, 11 through 20. I must have the wrong version, Olivia. Hang on a second here. It might be NASB, dear. but we'll read it. It's going to be the same. All right? So now what goes into your mouth that defiles That's fast. It's so not what enters into the mouth that defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth that defiles the man. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard his statement? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And Jesus said, Are you still lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slander. These are the things which defile the man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the man. If you notice this morning, I've been focused on what? Words, your tongue. Words matter. What we say or don't say matters. There is a cause and effect to it. I mean, it's, imp- it's so important to Solomon. He mentions the word tongue 21 times in Proverbs. He mentions the word words 33 times, and he uses it in 54 different places. It's pretty important. Pretty important. But would you agree that the English language can be difficult? Yeah? And if you're doing any study in the Bible and it's translations from Hebrew to Greek into English, it's eye-opening because the words that the Hebrew and Greek are trying to reveal or convey does not always translate into correct English word. It's kind of goofy sometimes. Probably why, why we have so many different translations of his word. Who knows how many translations there are? Take a random guess. Over 100. I'll go that. How's that? Safe bet. Over 100. Over 100. Let's look at some of these words. Pray. Oh, there's them. There. Pray and pray. Two words sound the same, mean something totally different. Would you agree? Give me another one, Olivia. High and high. And HI has, obviously, the I-H-I-G-H has several meetings, especially after last week's vote. <laughs> That's a joke. Sorry, I had to go there. Next one. I'm just being me. Idle and idle. Sound the same. Two different meanings. What else you got? Oh, here we go. Read, read, and red. Read. Why do we do that for But we do. But we do. Bat. Some of the things that fly around that a lot of you are scared of. And a baseball bat. Novel. It's a novel idea. Or have you read that novel? There's a lot of English words that are just goofy. And we have to learn it. Memorization. Hmm, this word's no different. It's no different. This whole teaching started off because of something that happened to me at work one day. <coughs> as some of you know, Jody and I have been struggling with an electrical issue in my house, and I'm pretty confident, 99% sure it's Edison, and working with them can be a pain in the butt, as you know, you're on their timeline once things start going awry and working with them. Well, I'm sitting in my office, And Judy and I are about to go on a vacation, her and I. We're going to be gone for three days. And I'm worried about the house because Jared, my son, was going to stay home with our daughter Morgan. And I was just concerned about an electrical fire or something stupid happening and us not being present. And my friend Nathan was in the office and my friend Seth. And I'm telling him what's going on. I'm like, you know, I'm just worried that my house isn't safe because if we leave and there's an electrical fire. Morgan can't get out. Next thing you know, Morgan passes away because she's burned up alive and Jared's burned up alive and I'm taking this nasty negative rabbit trail because I'm letting fear get a hold of me and I'm going on and on. I said, next thing you know, after Jody's gone through her her bitterness and sorrow and her, and her whatever you wanna call it, her mourning of losing two or her kids, now she's mad at me and she's gonna leave me up and I lose everything. I mean, I went the whole spiel. And my friend Nathan says, Wow, there wasn't a whole lot of Jesus in that conversation. (laughs) But think about how you guys interact every day with the people you talk to and love. Have you been there? And how often do we do it? I, I hate to say it, but it's probably more so than when I don't want to do it. And it's not words that are speaking life because I'm speaking out of fear or frustration or condemnation or take your pick. What am I doing? So we're sitting at my in-laws Wednesday night for Thanksgiving, and Jody said I should share this one, so I have her permission. And we're sitting there, and we're talking about Morgan again. And if some of you know, Morgan's going through some stuff right now. Um, As she's getting older, she's part of life, and we're progressing through it. And her mom says, well, it sounds like Morgan, I see yeah, Jody's mom, not Morgan's mom. Jody's mom says, well, it sounds like Morgan needs a walker. And right away, I, got, I said, I'll, I, we're not going to let that happen. We're not speaking that at all. And Judy's like, and her mom got mad at me. But in that instance, I was like, no, we're not going to speak that in distance because Morgan does not need a walker. She's a well woman. So not only are your words can affect you, but others around you's words can affect you. I get to choose every day on how I respond, and how I talk, what words come out of my mouth. I can be the encourager, or I can be the discourager. Words matter. Words matter. I I uh, I took a new role at work, and when you're dealing with a lot of guys, there's 27 of them, you have a lot of different attitudes, a lot of personalities. And you're trying to get them to blend well together, match well, so they work well together. And like everybody, you always have those couple guys or girls, take your pick, personalities that they kind of go against the grain, if you will. You know what I'm saying? It's like sister sandpaper, you know, always rubbing against the grain. So I did a test one morning. I walked around. And I asked every single guy to give me the first name that pops in your head. I didn't tell him why or what I was asking for. And when I got done, I tallied them all up. Now, whoever's name got spoke the most, I gave him a gift card just to say thank you for participating. But the point, the whole thing of them was when I get up in the morning, whoever I come across to the rest of the day, I get to have an effect on how that person's day goes. By my response to them with my attitude, with my words, with my mouth. And when I revealed to them, I says, I don't know if that person gave me your name because it was a bad experience, or was it a good experience? And you should have saw the wheels turn, they're like, oh, was mine a good experience, a bad experience? But we all do it, all of us. When we get up in the morning, put our shoes and pants on, we walk out that door, even if we walk out the door, whether it's our spouse or our kids, the first words matter. But the rest of the words matter the rest of the day, and your attitude. James 3 4 and 5 Look at the ships also though they are so great and are driven by strong winds are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires So also the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts great things Powerful little tool right here Powerful little tool Bring up that Proverbs 4 image for me, Olivia. It should be on your guys' paper, too. This is my Bible, so in case you're wondering, yeah, I wrote it in. It's okay. Write in yours, please. We're going to read it again, can we? Proverbs 4. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them part from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it it flow the springs of life. Put away your deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. You can see here I have some notes on there. My words be God's words. That's a tough one because your personality's in there and doesn't always want to do that. It wants to respond with the very first thing that comes to light. In me and Jody's house can be a struggle. True, she's over there with that face like, "Yep." What's God's words do for me? They bring life, right? What are words? They're seeds. What are you planting today? What harvest do you want to see? Seed selection is important. You get to choose what seed you're planting. Second Peter 1.3. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. You have everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything. That includes his words. His spirit. Words are seeds. Seed selection is important. So, the point in all this today is for you personally, self focused, to be aware how much Jesus is in your everyday language. What do you see right now versus what you want to see? You choose. You choose. There's a couple sitting in here. I'm going to talk about it. That's okay. They had a choice. The doctors were telling them one thing, saying, it's not going to happen. The, the odds are slim to zero. And without naming names, we got together, a bunch of us, and we got in a room, and you can tell there was not one ounce of unbelief in that room. True? True? Not one ounce. How strong is unbelief? It's pretty strong. Pretty strong. But if you know what this says, you know how good he is, and you bring those words of truth into a room with full of belief, because your words are matter, your words are seeds. Seeds were planted that day in that room. And look what happened. This is just one instance. What do you want to see in your life? Your seeds matter. What are you planting? What do you want to see come alive? So let's review real quick. You're going to love me this morning because we're going to get out early, and that's awesome. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Isaac. <laughs> he knows I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, I said that all in love. He's going to love it when he listens to it. All right, let's review real quick. Can we review? And I'm going to ask you to give me the word for it. I'm not going to give you the word. You give me the word. All right? This is how I use When I lead youth or when I lead the 20 20-something group, this is what we do. Because yeah. by re- reviewing it and filling in the blanks, what happens? You're remembering it. The word drops in. So we're starting off here. We're going to read John 1 through 1 through 5 real quick. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So, 29a. In the beginning was the, and the, was with God, and the, was God. He was in the beginning with God. If you don't believe me, go look up Genesis 1-3. You will find the answer. How important is the word? It's life. What else? Health. What else? This is an open one, so you can give me any word you want. Fuel. What else? Power. I have vital. The word is vital. Who is the word? Who is the word? Come on, who's the word? starts with a J. Let me hear you. It's important to remember that. When you read that first, when you read John 1, you're talking about Jesus. He's the word. Jesus changed what? This is an open one. That's exactly what I have. Jesus changed everything. Everything. How did God's creation come about in the beginning? His what? His word. Looky there. Proverbs 4. Who watches over your heart? Say it again. Who said that? Way to go, Aubrey. I do. You do. You watch over your heart. For from it flows the what? River, springs, of life, depends on what translation you read, how important was our words, how how important was words to Solomon, remember the facts, the numbers, 21 times he talks about tongues, 33 times he talks about words, our words, and it's in 54 places, pretty important, because he knows from there comes wisdom. proverbs 13 3 those who control their what tongue will have a long life these are my words these are these are god's words so this is the, you're taking this in this is god speaking to you matthew 12 34 for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart Matthew 15, 10, 11, then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear, listen, he said, and try to understand, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you, you are defiled by the blank that came out of your mouth, words, words, words are seeds, I gave that one to you, sorry, I was focused on my drippy nose. God's word brings what? Life. Seed selection is important. And we can either be an, say it again, encourager or a discourager with our words. What do you want to be today? I know for me, I'd rather be the encourager. I know there's times that I am the discourager. That's on me, but I want to be the encourager. Your words matter. That is my encouragement for you today. Jesus has changed everything. He's put inside of you as a born again believer. Something that's so great of a gift that it's even hard to put words to. You get to choose how you use it. I can't use it for you. You've got to use it. So with that being said, this is where I was trusting the Holy Spirit. Is there anybody in here this morning that needs prayer? That would like words of encouragement? His words spoken over you this morning. I have one person in my heart but I'm going to wait. Anybody? I can walk after the speaker, right? It's not going to squelch. Leslie, can I pick on you? You knew it, didn't you? I don't know your story, but the Holy Spirit does. Papa, right now, I just come here and I just lift up Leslie to you, Lord. I just thank you, Father God, that first and foremost, you see her as a daughter. That you love her to the nth degree. That you died for her. That you rose again for her. That you declare that she is mine. And that you know her. I know the world says one thing, Lord, but you say, I see another. I love this woman. I speak peace over her mind, over her heart. I speak your words over her mind and over her heart, Papa God, that they be steadfast in her, that she knows the truth, that is you. That her future no matter what the age we are, Father God, her future is bright with you. That you see her as a world overcomer. You see her as redeemed, beautiful. I just thank you, Papa. You know what's in her heart, Father God. So right now, we just speak to those things right now. We speak to those things right now. Just give you all the praise, Papa. I speak to new beginnings going forward, Father. New beginnings, new life, new friends. I, feel like the, I, feel, I hate to say that, but I feel like the word is new friends. They're coming. Ones that are going to be encouragers and not discouragers. Be patient in that. Trust Him. Seek Him. He'll show you. The adage is so true. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. We just thank you, Papa, for just loving her right where she's at. We just give you all the praise, Papa. We just love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else this morning? Julie. The bold one.
1: I don't know who knows this, but my about a year ago, my niece was put on transplants to get double lung transplant. She went through all that and that's her and her husband both. And she's been taken off because her impossible lung disease that she had is improving. It's never been it's been done before, but the power of prayer it's there because she's taken off that list and
0: Well that's a praise. Re- that's a praise report. That's a great support. We'll take that. God is good. Anybody else this morning? I know you're thinking, God, it's going to be a short morning. This is awesome. Cindy. you have Jesus in your heart, right? Do you know how much strength you have? Every ounce you're ever going to need. We just spoke about that. So, Papa, I just speak to the strength inside of Cindy, Father God, that is to rise up over anything, other fear or anxiety. Lord, It just rise up beyond and past that, just to shut it out and say that, uh, Or she may feel weak at times, Father God. You have places out of her boldness to be strong in you, knowing what the word says. um, That her words be filled with encouragement over her family, over Frankie. um, Speaking life and not death. Speaking truth. Speaking about the fact that Frankie is a well man. That we are going to see these things break off of him, Father God. And he's going to walk out of there speaking, talking, eating as a normal man. uh, Whatever normal looks like, Father God. But you know what that looks like. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And we thank of this family. and We speak the same thing over every single one of them, Father God. They're like brothers and sisters, like this big, massive family. And so, Father, we just thank you for that. We just love them. And we just thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right. Anybody else? Does anybody have anything before I close up? Trey, you got something?
2: This is uh, this is pretty timely. Um, I was just talking to Adrian yesterday, and I think this time of year we're around family quite a bit, and just around people, I would say more than more than the usual, more than our daily routine. And in talking with others, um, it's often that like we we say things, we plant these seeds, we say these words, and a lot of times it's stuff that we create in our head. We create a uh, you know, like, almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes when you're close to someone, especially a friend or a family member or somebody at work, could be a co-worker, you come up with this identity that you give them. And I, th- I think it's really interesting how we'll try all of our self-efforts first, you know, try and change someone. Or we'll put a label on them that, like, they can't be changed. I'm, I'm guilty of it. So you keep doing that time after time, wake up, speak negativity, like unintentionally, it becomes default because we have a carnal mind. That's what happened in the garden. it's it is there the effort is having us focus on speaking things and being encouraging to ourselves. Uh, i've I've often found myself like I'll wake up or I'll talk to Adrian, and I'll say something like, you wouldn't believe what happened at work or my company this or this deal or this customer and I'll say something that's negative, which is you know, pretty much I'm just lobbing a ball ball to her to swing away at and then also like jump on board like yeah, they are that way or like yeah, you don't deserve to be treated like that or like you're right, that person does act like that. We have to be careful of unintentionally pulling other people into like the quicksand. And we're all guilty of it, I'm guilty of it too. But I think that hearing this, words are seeds. And you reap what you sow. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank you Jesus for grace and mercy. What I've found myself doing now is waking up and not not only being a leader, because I have kids that look up to me. I don't want them to see me talking negative about anything. How can I expect the rest of my day to improve or be a positive experience if I wake up and I speak negativity? How can I expect my kids to have a great day at school or feel loved and encouraged if the last time, if the if in my last two minutes of being with them before I drop them off, I'm yelling at them, telling telling them like how much of a disappointment they are just because of their behavior. So I think it's it's important to think about these words. And oftentimes, when I sit in a church and I listen to a sermon, I apply it to, like, when I'm in my Bible. Or, like, yeah, that's all true, and I agree. But, like, we have to think of the application of it, too. It is vital that you understand the impact you can have on other people. So, when someone is on a tangent about how negative things are going, or maybe their experience hasn't been great with, family or work or a relationship, you can turn that around. Speak positive, plant good seeds. I know that it's definitely hard, man. We're like, we live in a fallen world. But the foot of the cross is level. And we get away from that whole badge of merit thing, thinking that we live better than somebody else. Just plant good seeds. And you'll be shocked at how just you planting good seeds, all of a sudden, that can spread. So if I start being positive and encouraging, Tom's going to be positive and encouraging. So we radiate things. And that's uh, this is just so timely because when thing, when things start caving in and collapsing and I'm, and I'm just stressed out and I can just tell the vibe at my... Like, the vibe is real. Like, a spirit is real. In your home, you can be like, it's just chaotic, right? But nothing's changed. It's just something. It's It's your spirit. It's your condition, your heart condition. So... You can't, you can't plant good seeds when you have a calloused heart. And that's, that hit me like head on this week because I'll say all this stuff and I believe it. I really do. So I'll even get up here and preach about it. But the carnal mind is that we are born into sin. No one had to teach me how to sin. No one ever taught my daughters how to lie. I didn't teach them that. They're born into it. So we're constantly waking up choosing one or the other, life, death. And I'll tell them that, too, and then I'll get on the phone right after I drop them off at school and be like, gosh, you wouldn't believe how, how, how much my company is letting me down and stuff. It's just like we have control of the narrative. And this was timely. The cool thing about this is I was supposed to preach today. Tom asked me if he could preach. He said he had a, oh, a timely word. I'm like, yeah, dude, go ahead. Do your thing. But little did I know that it would be like exactly what I needed. Like more than you ever know. So just be be open, be transparent uh, if you need prayer. But just know that we're all we're all fighting this together. And every single day we gotta renew our mind.
0: Thanks, Trey. So this week, hang on one quick. This week, when you're having something going on and something doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of Jesus, don't be afraid to say, man, there wasn't a whole lot of Jesus in that. I promise you, that person that's talking, if they have Jesus in their heart, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Trust me, you receive it really well because it puts the focus on who's in the important one and not on you or the person that said it. Because it's really, it, it grounds you that quick. And the cool part is now, we say it all the time at work, one of the guys be like, there'll be a vent and one of us will say like, man, well, not, a, not a whole lot of Jesus in that right there. And it re-centers all of us, not just one, but the whole room that's involved. It's pretty cool. So, Mandy, yes.
1: There's a couple in my family, a few of us, um, that struggle with um, anxiety. And it's been kind of peaking its ugly head. And um, this big guy right here. Um, he's battling it really bad, Um, anxiety, anxiety attacks, panic attacks. And so I just kind of want some prayer for him and encouragement for us. Um, You know, Grace kind of struggles with anxiety too. And I guess for us as a family to know how to help each other and talk to each other and um, for the two of them to find it in them to um, come out on top of it. And, and be positive about it.
0: So. Can I encourage you with something? Your thoughts are no different than words. Those are seeds too. So when that noise starts to come, you can literally say to yourself, man, there wasn't a whole lot of Jesus in those thoughts. And then just say, Jesus, show me. And just rest in that. Cause I know the anxiety and fear and all that crap that comes because the world has it. Come on over, Val. It can wreck your whole day. There's the, I mean how many can relate to that? Having anxiety attack, a panic attack. It's a killer. And that's what the enemy wants. And we're not gonna stand for it because it's not the truth, it's not reality, it's not who you are. If you're a son, you're a daughter, you are literally. A dad and a daughter. You want to say something?
1: Anxiety affects all of us at one time or another. Sideswipes us and catches us unaware. Paul reminds us to take captive every thought to make it obey Christ, his word. So that's one step. When we get thoughts that make us anxious, we can say, I take authority over that thought, and I say to you, bow to the word of God. We, we use our authority, because there is such a thing as a spirit of fear, and, and God's word says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but the spirit which is a power and love and a sound mind. We can claim that verse, that we have that spirit, the Holy Spirit who brings power and lets us know how much we're loved to bring us that peace that we are so loved by God. So take those thoughts captive. Say, I refuse to receive that anxiety in Jesus' name and declare, I have been given a spirit of power, of love, and I have a sound mind.
3: One of the biggest tools that we had in the Marine Corps is a thing called an immediate reaction drill. And an immediate reaction drill is a simple thing, but it's a powerful thing. And it's something that you would use that is counterproductive to what you would naturally use. And so I was sitting over there thinking about this, I was like I, you know when the spirit gets on you and you're just like I'm really nervous and I was afraid to come over here because that's the way fear works but my immediate reaction to this is something that God has done in us in the last four or five years and it is Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And that is Scripture. That is the Word. And so, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel powerful, but it's God's Word. And the great thing about God's Word is it doesn't have to match our understanding for it to become true, It's true anyways. And so I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you, when you start to recognize that you are feeling this, I out loud say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He does not have a choice. It's not like, well, he might flee from me or he might not. The Bible says, the Bible says, he will flee from you. And when you say that out loud, it helps you remember all of the other scriptures that are also true. So I just want to encourage
0: you guys with that this morning. That's a good word. You receive that? You want prayer are you good? Let's just pray about it. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for these uh, just... For Sonny and Grace, Father God, they're like two peas in a pod. And so, Father, right now we just speak that truth over them, that uh, I speak to the boldness that's on the inside of them, Father God, that when these things come, that they right away, Father God, that boldness that's the inside, of them, it perks up. That same boldness that Grace has, it says, I want to have a worship night, that boldness, and just does it, that boldness. That same boldness in Sonny that says... As, as a man of uh, just who he is, Father God, who stands in the back with his arms spread wide and says, that's my father, and I'm going to worship him, that boldness. Uh, father, I thank you for that. I, just, I speak that over them right now. Father God, I just thank you for just the truth that spoke over them. And Lord, let, let today be a marker in their lives that when next time this thing rears up, they can go, yeah, not today, Satan. Not today. So, Papa, we just love you, and we just thank you. We just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Oh, so much for getting out here early today. I tried. Anybody else? Tammy, do you need prayer? It's on my heart. Is that okay? I don't know why, but we're just going to trust the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? All right. If anybody has something, please add to it. Hmm. papa i thank you for this woman i thank you for the fact father god that uh, again you just see her as a daughter who's loved who's redeemed Uh, i get the word priceless that you see a treasure father god i thank you for that papa and lord i just thank you for the fact of just uh in the chaotic times of life of racing and family and work and just whatever else is there father god that uh uh, your truth remains. All the seeds that have been sown over the years, Father God, and planted, uh, that harvest is coming too fast, and just, uh, it's going to be a plentiful harvest. I thank you for that, Papa. She's going to see those things, and it's going to remind her of how faithful you are, and how good you are, and how true you are in her life, and that you're the Redeemer, our Savior. And I just thank you for that, Papa. I just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay. I love you guys. Have a great week. Know that you're blessed. Your words matter. Jesus changed everything. And you get to choose whether you're the encourager this week or the discourager. And self-check, was Jesus in that conversation? See what it does for you this week. All right, love you guys. Have a great week.